This is Big Business with Sarah. This podcast guides you to finding what you desire most in life and business. Because running a business is very much about your personal development. In this podcast, I'm sharing what my clients ask me and how I help them. Thanks for joining. Welcome back to Big Business with Sarah and I'm your host Sarah, no surprise there and today we're diving into a topic a client asked me recently which is all about helping her prepare for her industry talk while staying close to her authentic self. For this client, an opportunity emerged for her and she believes that in front of this group of people, she is able to sell her offer and or receive feedback on her story so you know that she can create a better story or focus on some more things. So this is a very important community to her. And um, yeah, giving a presentation and showing your expertise is great. And so when you really see that opportunity, I suggest to go for it. And, you know, for instance, to me, this podcast is, has been a great way of finding my voice. And I believe, you know, uh, giving a presentation to, especially a live presentation to people is an amplifier to that, you know, so you can really grow really fast. So before we dive in, I wanted to share some practicalities with you, you know, because I do mention this a lot, you know, um, you know, the thing that I, that my, some of my other clients also asked me is, should I be giving the talk for free? And so I wrote down four possible scenarios for you that you can choose from and you can decide, you know, whatever you want, uh, but just some, th some ideas and some, you know, things that you can consider and think about and what I've seen for the past one and a half year. By the way, today is my one and a half year as a coach. Uh, anniversary. Yay, me. <laughs> so it's September 7th. I started March 7th, 2022. So today marks the 18 month mark. And uh, my podcast is a little older uh, because I started a little bit, bit earlier on February 24th, uh, also to prepare for my coaching. But uh, yeah, so one and a half years of coach. I really love that. Um, I will probably reflect on that at, at some point in the podcast. Not this one, but you know, maybe the next. Um, so four four things to consider. You know, if somebody whether or not they um, offer you uh, money or not. So <clears throat> I think in in a case where you believe that it's very very possible that you can sell your offer to a specific target group which is in the event so not so much the people that ask you to do the talk right but you know the people who are sitting in the audience you know it's really up to you of course to be so so good and you know let people decide you know to follow you or or we will talk about that later but you know if you really think that there is your ideal client in the audience then yes you can consider to talk for free especially if you don't have a lot of experience yet um, and you know you still have a little bit of time left on your calendar yes do it and then another thing that I want to share with you is it's also a little bit depending on the cause. So for me, for me, for instance, I give away four talks a year for free for causes I believe in and, you know, causes that don't really have a lot of money, sorry, a lot of money. So, um, 
you know, for instance, female empowerment organizations who are working with people um, who don't have a lot of financial needs right now, you know, that they, you know, maybe they want to, um, but, you know, so not right now. So, um, you know, it might be a subsidized organization. Yes, of course. Then I will talk. I will talk about how to, for instance, start your online business or how to find, you know, or how to start kind of creating, you know, the shapes of your first business plan. You know, what is it that you're really interested in? I can really help uh, a group of people with that. And, I like that. Uh, I like to do that because, um, yeah, it's, of course, yeah, this podcast is for free as well, but I'm always working with people, of course, who have the money, right? So, um, because they need to, to pay to, to get into my programs and, um, and actually I make it really my, you know, my job to make this podcast, you know, actually what I think if somebody would religiously listen to my podcast, you know, every week, you know, if they spend another two hours on something that they've learned from the podcast, they can actually really build their business. That's also why I created it. The same goes for free masterclasses. The same goes for my weekly newsletter. So I always try to give as much value as I can. It's just that sometimes people, of course, don't have the time to spend, you know, two hours a week on after listening to the podcast on implementing what I shared. But so especially with those talks, yes, I really do want to help a specific group of people. And of course they have specific questions, you know, regarding their situation. And I could, I could coach them on that, you know, during the presentation. So that's a little bit, you know, my rule and yeah, you can do it maybe once a year or maybe eight times a year, you know, it's really up to you. I thought about four talks a year and actually I never fill them up uh, also because I'm not very active in promoting that. Um, And yeah, but, you know, but uh, yeah, so that's that's a rule that I can really live by. So the third um, option is, and this is, I think, something that we all have to really watch out for. Um, if, you know, this happens a lot, actually, uh, and this is something that I, I think you shouldn't do it for free. You know, if this organization or business or cause or whatever, if they have just not fixed their budget in the right way, you know, for instance, they spend a lot of money on the location or the catering or the moderator, and they forgot you as a speaker, you know, to reserve some budget, well, then you might want to reconsider. And, you know, are you just a stage filler? Um, You know, and and really be very aware of this, you know, uh, sorry, but if you're if you're going to apply for funding for your event, you should also include speakers. So also for the funds, you know, people who are working in funds who are listening, always make sure that in the budget there's also budget for speakers because people are coming for free then or not, but are spending their time, you know, on the, on that event, and you know that's really uh, a way uh, a reason maybe to consider. Um, yeah, to or up the funding or uh, maybe dismiss it because uh, honestly, you know, having speakers for free, unless it's, you know, one of those causes or if it's, you know, if it's really an exchange, you know, if it's a very fair exchange of, of knowledge, you know, yes, of course, in a mastermind, you're not going to ask uh, others to speak uh, or to, to pay you when you speak. But yeah, in so many ways, you know, look at that, look at the difference. So, 
And then the fourth tip I want to give you is this, is this. There's also a difference between online or offline presentations. So obviously the latter is much easier, you know, depending on, on your situation, but you know, it costing you, it costs you less time. Um, so, okay. So this, this is actually an entire episode where, the, whether or not you should charge and what you should charge. And, um, yeah, let me know if you want me to create a podcast on that. So also, you know, if you want to do, if you have to do work for free, you know, like a, a little assignment or, you know, maybe if it's something that you really think that is going to work for you, uh, I can create a, a podcast on, you know, what kind of rules that you can apply to that so you can you won't feel bad about it. So let me know uh, through Instagram or LinkedIn or um, or any other way that you can reach me if you want me to create that. And I will. So if you're gearing up to take the stage and share this, the, your experience, then this really episode is for you. So everything that follows. And by the way, I've organized hundreds of industry events. So I know what it's like to prepare speakers, make, you know, make their presentation world worthwhile. Uh, so I know a, t- a thing or two about this, you know, also from the other side, not just being on stage, because that's something I've done too, a lot, actually, mostly as a moderator, by the way, but also definitely as a speaker. And um, yeah, so I have three tips for you. And it's very much about, you know, being yourself, because I think that's the most uh, important thing. So tip number one is when it comes to Preparing for your industry talk, the first thing you want to do is craft a proposal that's rooted in your beliefs and values. So this means taking the time to really understand what you stand for and what message you want to convey to your specific audience. So really think about the core points that resonate with you also, because that's what I believe in. It starts with you. Your business starts with you. Listen to every other episode. I'm talking about this. What unique perspective can you bring to the table? And uh, your proposal should not only showcase your expertise, but also reflect your passion and authenticity. So a well-crafted proposal um, really sets the foundation for, you know, an impactful talk and you can really truly connect to your listeners. And, you know, once you're doing that, also already think about what you want to sell. So you don't have to share this in the pr- proposal per se, you know, to the you know people that you are going to uh, sell your talk to, but you can also also mention it at the end of the sorry uh, at the end of the presentation. So what you think uh, might be interesting for the audience, you know, and think of this from a servant's point of view, right? So um, it's not that yes, you're selling, obviously that's what you're doing. But it's not just that, you know, you're offering people a service. So, for instance, if you're doing, you know, uh, a masterclass on on a specific topic, there's only so much information that you can give in a limited time. And then you you can say, you know, if you want to learn more, don't say that. (laughs) Don't say if you want to learn more. But, you know, if you want to apply this, if this, you know, if this sounds like something that you really like, uh, you know, if you want to you know, dive deep into, you know, what's possible for you, I am open for da da da. And it could be anything. Right. Uh, so I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. So moving on to tip number two is embracing your authentic presence on stage. So it's really easy to 
you know, if you are on stage, but also when you're when you're recording. So it's easy to get caught up in trying to present a polished image, right? So, um, and this is this is actually, you know, having organized hundreds of industry events, I've seen so many people struggle with this, you know, thinking, and they were always, you know, representing an, another business, you know, so not even their own business. So they thought they had to, you know, present themselves in a certain way, like, you know, People would say professional, but I mean, it's most of the time it's just very cramped on stage and, you know, doesn't look good. Um, but really authenticity is what truly resonates with an audience. So embrace your natural speaking style, gestures, and even those little imperfections that make you human. So if there's something now, for instance, you know, that you're always kind of doing something weird with your hand or that you kind of have... Uh, I'm not sure if you're saying this in English as well. If you have a tick, you know, if, if there's something that you're doing, you know, repeatedly, just ke keep it that way. You know, it's okay. You know, okay, so if it's really that, you know, if it's really so annoying that people are not going to watch anymore, yes, okay, get rid of it, try to find a way. But I mean, come on, m most of the time it's it's not that case. So before the big day, practice in front of a mirror or record yourself and this will really help you become aware of your body language and delivery. So, <laughs> I mean, it's not the same, but I was I was preparing for my free masterclass at Art Profit, which ran last week. And once again, I saw that my hands are doing actually most of the talking. Right now, it's a little bit less because, you know, there's no people right here in the Zoom. And, you know, it's just I, um, you know, when... After after the Art Profit Masterclass, I was looking at the replay, I was looking at my arms. You know, I think I did great, obviously, you know, it's nothing, you know, about that. <laughs> I was also sharing in Instagram stories that it's almost like, you know, in the ring, you know, those, that scary movie that, uh, which was first a Japanese uh, Ringu movie and then turned into an American version. And, you know, when the, where that girl with that, you know, that sleeky black hair is coming out of the television, um, that's a little bit, uh, you know, what um, what that looked like. <laughs> and I kind of jokingly said, "Yeah, next time I'm coming out of your screen." Um, and I was thinking, "Yeah, is this is this also the movie where they say seven days?" I actually have no idea what this movie is about. Yeah, obviously it's a scary movie, but I really don't remember. Um, I kind of stopped watching scary movies. Anyway, practice. Um, so uh, being very aware of your body language and delivery uh, is going to help you because then you're not surprised, right? When you're on stage, you're all of a sudden, you know, doing, uh, doing a somersault or something, you know, oh, right, yeah, this is what I do. <laughs> so when those nerves start to creep in, remember that your audience wants to hear from you and they don't want to hear from, uh, listen to a perfect robot, channel that nervous energy into excitement and use it to fuel your genuine connect connection with your listeners. And then finally, let's tackle tip number three, submitting a standout proposal. So we already talked about it before, but so when you're putting together your proposal, it's essential to make it stand out from the rest. So start with a captivating hook that grabs the selection committee's attention right away, right? So also focus on the emotional journey your talk your talk will take your audience on. So 
really in medieval times when I was still working as an interim manager. Uh, actually, yeah, so I was I was a temporary manager at an organization, and we were talking. It was for marketeers for arts and culture. And I organized an event and it was very much on, I think it was about, I think this, the topic was something like get, get your uh, your museum on television or something, you know, so a way to, uh, you know, promote your museum. And there was one television presenter who is actually a very, uh, very, um, very successful presenter. This was back in, I think it was 2014. And uh, and he shared with us. Um, wow, it's almost ten years ago. Oh, that's that's scary. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I have to I have to recover after after creating this episode <laughs> with all of those revelations. Anyway, he told us as an audience. He told us um, people like emotions. People don't care about your painting. Um, what people want to see on television, and television, of course, is a is a bigger um, version of you know almost anything. Uh, people only like the emotions, and you know if I want to sell, he said something like, if I want to sell a pack of butter, I it's not about the butter; it's about you know what the butter makes me feel. And or, you know, the feeling that it gives me uh, or, you know, the results that and, and that's always an emotion. So, um, yeah, think about how will people feel after listening to you? I'm also, you know, I'm also doing this in this podcast. Right. So I w- always want to motivate you. Uh, you know, that's the feeling that I want to give you, you know, positive feelings. Yay. OK, it's another day. Let's do this. You know, that's the feeling that I want to give you. And, you know, when, once you understand that and it, this is with everything, right, this could also be with meetings, um, you know, with appointments, uh, you know, what feeling do you want to give to other people? Anyway, what insights or transformations will your audience gain? And do not forget to highlight what sets you apart as a speaker, Right. So if you want to talk about AI, okay, why should you talk about AI? So what is your unique angle or perspective that no one else can offer? And believe me, you do have a unique offer and angle. So really have a proposal that combines passion, emotional resonance, uh, uniqueness, uh, and that will undoubtedly catch the decision maker's eyes. So There you have it, really three powerful tips to help you prepare for your industry talk while staying true to yourself. Craft your proposal with purpose and also the intention to sell. Embrace your authentic presence on stage and submit a standout proposal that reflects your passion and uniqueness. And really, I want you to remember that the world needs your voice and your perspective. So don't be afraid to share your expertise while being unapologetically you. And now it's time for one of your questions. So recently I hosted my Art Profit Masterclass and this was an opportunity for people to get to know me and a few people you know, were interested in following up, in, in working together a little bit more. And I was, you know, there was many questions, you know, coming up, but there was one specific question that I wanted to share with you in the podcast, because I, I believe that uh, this might help you as well. So uh, this woman, she asked me, should I step into the mastermind whilst still recovering from a burnout? Short answer is no. <laughs> um, 
but it's also really depending on which phase you are in. So I have I have been in a burnout in 2017. I'm never really sure which year it was, but yeah, I think yeah, it was 2017, I believe. Yes, 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 yeah, yeah, 2017. It was it. I think half a year, which is quite short actually for a burnout. I think you know if I would be honest, because I started my business in January uh, 2018. And the burnout started in summer 2017, so it was a half year. It was horrible. It was going out of a job. Um, and um, yeah, I'm not going to share too much of that experience, but it was actually not a very nice goodbye. And um, I started my business in 2018, and I, th I think I still had to recover for another six months uh, into the business, which was fine because, you know, I had a few, a few uh, clients and uh, I was starting up very slowly. Of course, I was a little bit stressed about money, but in the end, it was okay. So I think maybe, you know, uh, truthfully, half year in real life, it was one year recovery. So if you're in you know, really depending on, you know, kind of the stages of the burnout, right? So, and, and every burnout is different, obviously, and I'm not a, um, a therapist, so I don't know exactly, you know, what you should do. This is all very personal, but, you know, if you just start, you know, getting into your burnout, <laughs> it's not that you plan for this, but, you know, if you just realized, okay, I have to stop or, um, you know, I, I really can't do anything anymore, then it is very good to just you know, do the things that you love doing and that's it, you know, no, um, no commitments, no nothing, you know, that's it. And, but if, you know, if you're a little bit, you know, at the end stage, uh, and there's of course no set time for how long a burnout should, uh, air, quote, air quotes, uh, take, but so if you're feeling like, okay, you kind of, you know, every day is a little bit more that you're thinking, oh, you know what, actually, I do feel like working again. And, you know, if you're kind of getting into that, uh, then maybe it might be a good time to start, uh, you know, working on your self-development or your business, you know, for instance, for the mastermind. So I really want you to kind of take the time to think about, you know, what feels right and so my answer would be no in the first place, because, you know, obviously when you have the objection, I'm, you know, I'm not going to uh, talk you out of it because of or talk you into it, actually, because um, y you're not going to get the value that I want you to get. I, I don't want to work with someone who believes that maybe they don't have time for it. Um, well, so I believe there is never a good time, but I really do believe with this specific case you know of a burnout I think we have to be very careful so yes um, no in the first place but if you want to use free time and want to channel that energy and maybe get out of the burnouts you know with with a nice uh, with a jolt uh, then of course you're very welcome you know to join my program or any other program you know that will be my advice but you're really trusting on that feeling and knowing exactly, you know, um, and this is difficult, obviously. Um, or maybe, you know, try, maybe what also could help you is to buy maybe a small video course, you know, which doesn't cost too much money, see how it's going, see how you respond. And, you know, it's okay if you've, you know, thrown out that money, so to say. Um, but, you know, you're just trying, but don't force yourself. That's, that's actually my main message. Now I have a question for you. So this might sound a little bit silly, right? So when I'm home alone, 
uh, I'm and and not when I'm working, right? So when it's just you know in the weekend or something, I'm sometimes preparing for an interview with no one in particular. Okay, it's Oprah <laughs> is doing with me. So you know, for instance, uh, well, it, I'm going to explain first. So it allows me to visualize what I want in my life. You know, to do that fake interview. And in, in my answers, I can always change the story here and there, and my ideas of the future become bigger and bigger. And I actually want to invite you to do the same, and maybe you're already doing that. So take a moment to audio record your life in a couple of, uh, you know, your life in a couple of years, sorry. For like, um, why would people interview you? You know, what is the interview about? What have you done what are you going to be most proud of? You know, it doesn't have to be so much business related. You know, maybe it's just because you're moving to Bali with your family and uh, actually it's one of the best decisions that you've ever made. Um, and that's what people interview you for, you know, asking you know, a little bit about the practical uh, decisions, but also kind of the big decision that you made in that. Or, you know, I don't know exactly, of course, what your dream is. Um, you know, and so yeah, um, kind of visualize that and 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 think about that interview. So it's a little bit also regarding what we spoke about earlier today. You know, when you're being invited to speak, um, but also this could be being invited on stage, uh, also to do an interview, maybe with Oprah. <laughs> I mean, that would be insane, right? To be to be invited to to one of her to one of her events um i'm mostly talking to myself <laughs> so um yeah just just do that little interview you know it's going to be a little bit silly because you're going to talk to yourself obviously and maybe you're going to give yourself some compliments but i have done this oh yes this is what i wanted to share uh i have done this really since i was quite young and without knowing and without calling it visualization or uh, kind of you know, manifesting. I actually was manifesting. <laughs> and so, uh, and many things that I gave fake interviews about didn't, didn't happen, but that's okay. You know, you, there, it, it kind of keeps you going. And, you know, the more that you talk about it, the more that your idea becomes clearer. Of course, you have to take action, obviously, uh, you know, towards that, but just a little exercise to, you know, to get you going uh, for today. Thank you for listening to Big Business with Sarah. If you've enjoyed today's episode, leave a five-star review and hit subscribe. If you're ready for your next step in business, you can find out how to work with me in the show notes. Do not forget to submit your coaching question for one of my next episodes. Have a happy day.